What's up, you dirtbags? We are back. Uh, we are increasing our episodes to two a month. We are going to get after it here. We've had a great response from all of you. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, go to the other channels, give us a subscribe or follow and rate our channel. Uh, we've seen a huge increase of listeners of dirtbags all around the world. So we appreciate the love and we can't wait to dive into this episode. We've got James Doyle, owner of Innovative Lawn and Landscape. You've probably seen him on social media. We really dive into uh, the hard times and some of the struggles that he's seeing as a business owner and also having uh, his wife along for the ride. So uh, let's dive in right now. The Dirtbags Podcast, Episode 7. I follow a lot of guys online. Um, I talk to a lot of guys business-wise, and I hear a lot of horror stories. And I think a lot of that kind of comes full circle into why we haven't really gotten into a major fuck-up yet. Because yeah. I try to rob other people's experience and mm-hmm. see, okay, like, they're putting this guy that has absolutely no experience in a dozer or an excavator or even a you know, little track loader on a, on a site. And he backs into a, you know, he backs into a, a house or he backs into a, you know, a job site trailer, whatever. Um, so I kind of try to take those things and say, okay, like maybe I put myself in those situations in the machines because I have the most machine time on some of our install work. And I don't let a lot of the other guys do it specifically on a job site. Maybe we, you know, we kind of wrapped it into how can we avoid those situations? Um, and ultimately that kind of boils down to like me being the, the one all kind of guy, right? Like I'm at a position now where. I could use three or four guys that are like me, right? It, yeah. it gets to the point where I'm always in the hot seat. I'm always in the, you know, the truck, um, whether it be our triaxle or the hook lift or, or whatever. I'm always in those those situations where there could be, you know, kind of damage control, right? Like avoiding those situations. Um, and it's it de- it's very detrimental to like hurting our growth because I think that we could be three times the size that we are with just the ambition. And um, but it, I'm at the point now where everything goes through me and it it's kind of hurting our growth, but I I don't know. We're in a, we're in a weird spot, you know? Um, so I like to, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of tough to really say that I can't, nothing really comes to mind of like, Oh my God, we flipped this truck or, Oh my God, we got this mower rolled into a pond or, I mean, we have some really good guys that are very, very conscientious and careful. Um, and and, you know, I can't say we're in a, a really tight spot for any major, you know, learning curves here yet but um you know and i get it accidents happen and you know hopefully if and when that day comes you know everything's good and we you know we, we take the most out of it that's negative and learn from it and you know kind of improvise you know adapt it into our day-to-day schedule and learn from it right oh yeah james what what's the what's the next step then uh you talked about and i love talking to companies that hit that ceiling and are trying to burst through it and either scale or grow or whatever they're doing yeah. so clearly you're at that level and you, you can't do everything. And I was listening to your podcast, um, on the green grind and, you know, you talked about how the first thing you did, you know, you got an accountant or a bookkeeper like day one, it's like, get that off your plate. So what's the next step of taking something off your plate or bringing somebody in or, you know, to grow? Yeah. So there's a couple things that we're trying to do. So, you know, I'm kind of like, I'll be honest with you. I'm all over the place, man. Like we do a lot of, we do a lot of commercial and we've, we've kind of broke into the, like the higher end, larger scale residential grounds maintenance on like the landscape and grounds maintenance side of things. Um, so it requires a lot of labor and we do it with four to five guys, um, on that side of it. And sometimes like seasonally, we'll add on a couple extra guys. We have a couple of high school kids that come in and, um, uh, and college kids in the, in the summertime for a couple months. Um, 
you know, and that takes up a lot of, it takes up a lot of labor. And like, obviously in this labor, this labor market, the way it is, it, it's hard. It's hard finding guys that want to put their all in that aren't just here for a paycheck. And I, you know, everybody hears landscaping and landscaper grounds maintenance. It's not like a, it's not like a long-term thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the thing that hurts us because, you know, we have, I would say three to four really, really good guys, um, you know, that, that, that love being here and love the work. And that's all they know. We just hired on a girl. Her name's Liz. Um, you know, she's got a wife and a son and she's, she's 33. She's been in this for like 12, 15 years now. And she's awesome. I mean, three weeks in, she's, she's literally running. I, I'm getting text messages from guys that are like other business owners and stuff driving by our properties. She's on the maintenance side of things. They're like, dude, who's this chick that you got out there? She's killing it. She's holding a trimmer the right way. She's rocking the right way. She's discharged. She's not discharging stuff towards cars. Like impressive, you know, it's so like, um, on the grounds maintenance side of things, it's, I'm trying to figure out something to get back to your question, not off on a tangent, but like to try to figure out something to eliminate. I haven't been on a mower in two years, um, two and a half, three seasons. Now I haven't been on a mower. I hired, I hired my full-time, uh, you know, maintenance foreman. Um, he kind of, he takes reins of that whole side of the operation with, you know, aside from like the spring and fall cleanups and stuff where we need extra, you know, extra manpower and whatnot. Um, he, he handles that whole thing. So now like on the install side of things and like smaller dirt work, we're going to call it that we're doing, you know, um, I'm just trying to chase whatever comes in. Um, and the kind of the thing that I'm having a hard time with on my side and, um, I guess it all ties into both sides of the business, right? Splitting it down the middle, 50, 50, the grounds maintenance. So the install and like the landscape construction, the land management and like the small yeah. compact excavation work we're doing, just managing it all. Um, it's, it's just tough, man. It's, it's tough. Um, it's tough to schedule everything, especially with the way things have gone the last two years, like trying to get fucking materials for like a patio job, trying to line all that up. Okay. Our normal supplier doesn't have it, but they're going to have it in two weeks. Do we wait and schedule it out two weeks, but then the job that we have in two weeks, we got to move now and they don't have that shitty. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just chaos. Right. So like, I'm thinking to myself, do we hire like a guy from another business that's already in this business and try to try to like manage everything and like say, okay, Hey, he's going to scale. And I've had a guy that's reached out to me. Um, he works for another company. Um, you know, I, I hate to say like a superintendent or like a, a operations yeah. manager. Cause it sounds like so cliche, like, Oh, wow. you got an operation manager. Like that's sweet. But it's like, we're still a small company. We're not like yeah. everything goes through me. We're still small. Right. We have a number of trucks on the road and we, we do a lot of work, but, um, if we have, I just don't know if we could financially and like have enough work to support that. But at the same point in time, I'm like, well, if this guy could organize all this stuff and say, Hey, we've now, I've now sold this amount of grounds maintenance work and this install work you need, I'm going to find you another guy for this side of the business. And we're going to split your maintenance crew in two. And these guys are going to be more efficient. Like that's kind of like my risk that I'm trying to figure out if I can take, um, to see like, if we can just make everything run more smoothly, because right. My stronghold is on the in the field, like operations and sales, like that's my stronghold. Organization is not, I'm a fucking tornado, dude. <laughs> I come into a room or a job site and I literally, I'm like, I'm all over the place. But like when getting something done, like I saw you, uh, one of you guys liked our photo today, that job we just did today, like it ain't no advanced wall structures or rock structures, you know, backyard transformation. But like we came in, dude, brought in a couple hundred yards of material, moved shit around, built a small boulder retention system to help it hold, you know, hold the bank back, give them something within budget, what they wanted in a day and a half, a total of a day with, you know, not counting mobilization and demobilization. So like 
you know, we can get shit done and I can get things like to a point where, you know, you see the results happening. So I just, I, I don't know. I think that's my next step of, of really figuring out if that's the right move to get somebody in that could one help sell jobs and then organize it all. Right. I think that's yeah. really where we're at. Yeah. Um, it, but it's just tough. It's a tough call with the economy that we're in. Like, I don't know where this stuff's going to be in six months. Like I got a son on the way that's due in September, like seven weeks yeah. away. My wife's a saint. Like I'm just, I'm at the point, like, do I take that 60, 50 to call it 75, $80,000 a year salary? Maybe it's commission and say, I know the business can support it, but like, what happens if we go down and I end up on a mower next year to like with, with three of my top guys, just keeping them going. And I lay the rest of everybody off if the economy thinks like, you know, that's my thing. It's just tough. Um, it's a tough call. Yeah. Well, first of all, congrats, um, baby boy coming. Uh, Thank you. Luke. Future operator. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Luke, do you have any, uh, do you have any advice for, for James here on, on having a little child, little mini me? Just enjoy it. Like there's, there's, I hear all bunch of shit of like, Oh, be ready to change diapers. Be ready for sleepless nights. Those don't, those don't matter. Like you're right. just being in the presence of like, a little, you know, a little kid that's yours, right? It's so much fun. So much fun. So my biggest thing is enjoy it. Don't wish the time away. Take a fuck ton of photos. Let mom get some rest. Hopefully mom lets you get some rest and that's it. Just have fun. Just have fun. I, if, if it were up to me, I would have four other kids right now, but Riley's like, (laughs) Oh, whoa, no. Like, uh -uh." I'm like, all right, come on, let's go mama. Come on. But we're also not married yet. So we got to wait till we're married. Yeah. Come on, Luke, pump the brakes here. Yeah. I am Catholic too. So it goes against our (laughs) disease, I guess, but God will forgive me. I go to church, man. That's Um, great. James, I got a question, um, kind of for you on, you know, the growth standpoint of things when you obviously, yeah, business is fucking hard right? Making all those calls yourself are really tough because you don't have anyone to fall back on to where if you make a mistake, right? Where you guys, they fall back on you and like, James, what do I do in this fuck up? How do you, how do you try to incentivize someone like that? Have you thought of like, I need someone as sharp as I am to fit this role, but how do you incentivize someone to try to find that right person? Like, have you thought of that at all? I saw Cause didn't you outfit one of your service guys with like a, with one of a newer yeah. pickup that was fucking yep. cool. Like that. I, I think that goes a long way with guys just kind of getting them the tools that they need to complete their job correctly, which you have done an awesome job at, but you yeah. know, outside of that, how else can you incentivize? Yeah. So like, so exactly. So Zach came on with us in, in June, um, June 1st or 2nd, whatever he started. Um, so that was, that was a big thing. Um, that was like a big step that kind of changed things a little bit this year that I wasn't really anticipating. Like it was in the near future, but it wasn't like this year. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of my main guys, that was my only other CDL guy aside from me that was moving equipment, moving dumpsters, <laughs> ready to start driving our triaxle. You know, he, he chased his own dreams. I respect that. He came to me one day in the middle of the job and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, uh, I'm just not feeling, I've had this dream since I was 14 years old to go on my own. I remember it word for word. I said, dude, I'll support you however I can. I said, six weeks into the season, it's a little bit of a tough conversation to have when we got a fully booked year here. But, um, so long story short, Zach's been with me for a couple of years. We've been friends for years, you know, all group group friends. Um, he's been with me on the off season, um, working two, three jobs, you know, his main job. And then, you know, ourselves plowing and then helping doing oil deliveries and stuff like that. So I just, I called them and I'm like, 
dude, I'm like, I got nowhere to go. I'm like, I, I literally like, I just bought this triaxle. Like I bought a black T800, Luke, you can appreciate it. Like I love that T8. fucking thing. I love <laughs> so, that. Like I got to the point, like we did, we did this huge cut and fill job for my sister, my brother-in-law, 4,000 yards of material in like back to back a couple weekends of just importing material. We clear like an acre behind their house. We surveyed, I, you know, I had a survey for them, just found all the plot markers and everything, all the monuments told them we had all this room and we're like, let's do it. You know, we cleared it. So it was kind of like the, it was the opening ticket to like, we lost a couple trucks went down. We were short a couple trucks and I'm like, you know what? We need a triax. So we had all this work lined up and I'm just like, I got to bite the bullet. Like I'm just, we're killing ourselves with this little six wheeler. So Zach comes on. I'm like, listen, dude, I, I got to get you on. Like, what do I got to do? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I'm like, I just bought this triaxle. Like I need another CDL driver. I can't move all the equipment. I can't move all Like I can't do the work, drive the truck, run the machines. Like I, I can't do it all myself. So that opens the conversation of like benefits now. So like retirement and health. And I'm like, you know, what do I got to do? So I called my accountant. She's like, I'll give you the number of this wealth management company that we use. You know, they do a lot of our clients. So I jump on board with them. The process goes back and forth couple of days i'm like listen i'm like i'll offer you x amount an hour a week's paid vacation some personal time and i literally i just i gave him everything that i could i'm like what's the cost to that versus what i'm going to do if i can't fulfill these promises to these customers that i've made this yeah. year like yep. and some of this work is like big fucking work like you know like work where i'm like I, i'm i'm pulling my boots up and i'm like i'm scared shitless but you know what like there's no there's no growth in your comfort zone like i'm just stepping right. into it right so yep. i'm like think about it Two days later, my last day is June first. I'll see you on June second. Perfect. Now I, now I, now I, now I gotta get benefit. Now I gotta get a benefit package, right? So <laughs> we start with yeah. <laughs> so we start we start with a simple IRA, simple IRA. Um, you know, a, a health benefits package where I pay a percentage. Um, you know, and it's just something. So like, I think that like tying back Luke to your other question of like, what's the next step to like, you know, that's like a big thing of we're a landscape construction and landscape maintenance, you know, grounds maintenance company. Yeah. There's 90, 96 registered LLCs in my area for, you know, entities for landscaping. Like it's a lot, like there's competition everywhere. And that's, everywhere. it's an easy entry level, you know, uh, you know, type of business. Right. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot of guys that do it, but like I surpass, I jumped past that. I tried to jump past that as quick as I could because of how much yeah. competition's at the bottom, you know? So like, I think that we're, you know, a little bit ahead of the ball with trying to offer this. I just hope it, you know, financially, you know, we could do it. And the guys that come on and take it seriously, I think it kind of separates the men from the boys, yeah. um, you know, who wants to be here long-term and enjoys the work and, you know, just shows that I'm going to take care of the guys that come in and take care of us. So incentivizing, you know, aside, aside from that type of stuff, like that's, that's a pretty good incentive that, you know, in this type of industry, like, Hey, you know, let's do it. Um, jump on, you know, I'll take care of you. You take care of the company. You have the best interest in mind. You're securing your, you know, your future at that point. Right. Um, so I think that that's, you know, a good thing, like having people come on, but like on a, um, what were we saying? Like on a, uh, kind of like a management position, maybe some type of like, uh, you know, profit sharing, like, Hey, you know, yeah. a, a percentage of jobs sold, whatever you sell a job for 10 grand, it's, you know, it's 500 bucks for air 350, but whatever, you know, something, yeah. um, just to help, you know, like car salesmen that get paid hourly don't sell shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So that's, that's kind of my theory behind it, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just rolling every day. I wake up and I just, just do I it. Win the day. I try to win the day, man. Fuck yeah. it. I like, love I, when you repost Andy on your stories. Cause I, I'm always like, all right, James, this is, 
obviously this is good when yeah, you're posting it. So I got to go listen to yeah. it. Oh yeah. 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 Dude. And Andy's been like my grind since I, I don't, I'm not like a diehard religious every day, but um, there's a group of us, uh, you know, Chris from key land management, Travis from Sabian sons. There's a couple, couple of us that are like, just, you know, just strive to do better. Fuck the yeah. rest. Like you're in competition with yourself, you know, nobody else matters and um, there's just some really good content that he puts out man it's you know it it hits home and it it gets you going you know it's so true too it's so relatable because he's got the attitude of fuck it get it done the only person that can get it done is you and what you built behind you right 100 i'm all about that um back to the point 96 llc's in your area for just the same shit that you guys do Holy that's what shit. it was the other that's what it was a couple of years ago i don't know if it's less or more man. but it, it's in the 90s that's just for like this just for like this county like and there's really? five so like yeah i mean and that's that's like the things that are like reputable i guess i, I don't know so i heard it to be honest i heard it from a, a statistic from somebody else they said it was just in my town it's only forty six thousand people in this town i don't think that that was you know it's a small city it's not it's not that big but i don't think that it's 96 registered llc's just in my town but damn yeah there are a lot of landscape guys (laughs) james we should get you out to north dakota there's some there's some room out there for you yeah fuck come to fargo you would dominate in fargo geez i came out man i came out over the winter time i came out and uh that's right and and hung with jeremy and he put me to work man and uh yeah me and jeremy met back uh we, we talked for years and we finally connected out at gie we were out there and we ran yep. into each other at uh at fourth street live and you know got yep. it going he's like dude you got to come out and plow with us man i was like i took him up on it i mess i messaged him one day i'm like dude i'm like we're not getting shit here i'm like uh coming out. i shot him a text and i'm like when are you getting snow he goes we're supposed to get six inches on thursday night so I'm like, I waited, I waited till Tuesday. I bought my plane tickets. I'm like, dude, I'm leaving Wednesday, Wednesday night. I'll be there right before it starts snowing. Man. I got there that night and it started snowing. It was, it was a blast. Man. It was a good experience. It was cool. It was good to check out some of the stuff that they had kind of have like, you know, invested in, you know, that side of the business, you know, on a much larger scale, see if there's some things that we can implement here on a smaller scale. It was, it was cool. It was fun. It was a good experience. I remember you coming out. I got, I, I yeah. had, COVID. Oh, I saw your track loader, man, dude. I, I, yeah, yeah, dude. I had COVID when you were here. Cause you're like, Hey, let's go grab dinner. And I was like, yeah. dude, I've got, no, I've got COVID. I can't come see. It. I was pissed. Yeah. But yeah. I do That's remember so that funny. you also got pulled over that night. Cause Jeremy didn't have you registered. He didn't have a fucking oh, permit, dude, in the back window. I got pulled over. It was during the day. The dude, the, the cop pulls me over. He goes, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. I'm following the rest of them, but now I have no idea where I'm going because they all bounced. He's like, uh, you point me in the right like, direction. I him, oh, I give him my license. He's like, Connecticut, huh? I was like, yeah, I flew out here to plow snow. He goes, what? I was like, yeah, I flew out here to plow snow. Uh, I was like, so I called Jeremy on the radio. He goes, did you just get pulled over? I was like, he's like, I'll be right there. I got a permit. He goes, well, just tell him you forgot to put it in the window. It's a brand new machine. I was like, all right. And he didn't, oh, the man. guy was like, he, he, oh, he was dying laughing. The, the, I, he kind of thought that it was a joke and then he, I don't know. You got kind of pissed at the end of it. I was like, all right. The know, cop whatever. did? Or the, yeah. the fucking trooper did? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they like, get weird. Yeah. He's like, all right. He goes, you, you, you do realize you're over with. I was like, dude, I was like, my shit's not even registered. And like, yeah. you don't even need, like, I've tried to register our loader to drive on the road. So I drive ours on the road. And <laughs> they won't, there's not even like a registration that you can do it for. I you, don't just, know. you just, you just go. <laughs> my shop's on Main Street. Everything I plow is on Main and East Main. I just go. I mean, fuck yeah. I don't know. That's when they pull me over, I'll tell them, here's my two attempts to, you know, register it. If you tell me how to do it, I'll go, I'll gladly go do it. But nobody there knows how to do it. So how am I supposed right. to register it? True, true. That's fucking uh, funny. Funny. Yeah. Good stuff. Good shit. Uh, so speaking of GIE, are you going out to Con Expo this year or next year? I am. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we won't miss it. Yeah. No, we, um, we went back in 2020. That was our first time. And I got married in, uh, in October of 2020. So that was like our, that was my bachelor party was Vegas and town expo. Oh, and so I was a, uh, yeah. So I was a demo operator, um, with, with steel wrist at their booth. So it was kind of like, it was cool. Like they, they hooked it up for me to go a little bit and, uh, yeah, they, they took care of us. It was cool. We were at the booth and then we did a lot of cool stuff. We went to the dam and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of the, the normal stuff that everybody does. And, uh, so I'm trying to book our house, but there's like 10 or 12 of us that are going. And, uh, so I'm trying to book our house, but it's too far in advance. Nobody on Airbnb will let me book it yet, but yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, we're ready That's to go. Cool. It's, it's a, it's are, a blast, are you, man. Are you, are you going back with steel wrist? Or are you going with your own company? Yeah. So I think a couple me and a couple of my guys are going to go. And then, uh, there's a group of us, like just a bunch of like young guys, all, all business owners. My buddy Dakota, he's got a paving company here in town that he started, you know, same time frame as me, just a bunch of like-minded guys that, you know, love, yeah. love construction equipment and just, you know, love networking and shit. So we're all going out. And then I, I got to talk to Christian and the guys from steel wrist and, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity to do it again, at least maybe for a day or something, you know, it, it was a cool opportunity. We did a lot of the live demos. It was all kind of like, sequenced and whatnot and um you know we had all these skits to do like you know picking up different attachments and screening buckets and pallet forks and stuff so it was a cool experience you know but there's a lot of really good talented operators out there that you know are you know part of the steel wrist team that you know they can get a shot man it's 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 awesome it's a good experience you know yeah Yeah, we'll, we'll have the whole the whole crew out there this year and uh well i'll be speaking on wednesday um at the show so you'll have to oh yeah 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 just an educational session on like marketing and construction yeah. and stuff. So, but yeah, uh, awesome. yeah, once we get our hotel locked down, we'll let you know, cause we're hoping to get, yeah. like you said, just a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurs, business owners in the construction space in the same hotel, yeah. just have, just have a badass time. So I oh, know yeah. Yeah. Luke and it I are pretty dangerous. stoked. It gets dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring my debit card. So I have a limit just in case <laughs> bring cash, yeah. just bring cash. Dude, I actually, I brought cash and I came home with money. How bad is that? Oh, you gotta that's love insane. That's not bad at all. That's you're playing the system. No, like I did. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I didn't even really gamble. I was up like 500 bucks on something stupid. Like I'm not a big gambler. I want my brother in law. He's like a high stakes blackjack poker player or whatever. I don't know. He plays all this crazy <laughs> stuff. He goes to Vegas three times a year. Jeez. And, uh, you know, he, they, a bunch of my buddies that we, that went with us, they were all out gambling and I was just like, I was so shot, man. Just between walking around at the show and doing the, doing the shows and just, just partying and hanging. We didn't really even really do that much partying. It was just like a, it was just shot, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just a long, long hour days. Uh, For sure. So James, I got to um, change gears here a little bit. So we talked, yeah. we talked yeah, about yeah. it. We talked about it with you, you know, having baby boy, but um, on the other side, you know, you're married, I'm married, Luke's engaged. Um, what's it like being an entrepreneur and what's it like for your partner? Because I think we all have something to say um, about, you know, our partner and being going through all of that because being an entrepreneur is yeah. not easy at all. So what has that been like? I think you started in 2016 was the year. Yep. How has that journey been and how has uh, Colleen been, you know, by your side through it all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, first off, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. Um, you know, she, she, everybody's got their person and, you know, she's, she's the backbone to, to our success. She really is. She's not there holding a weed whacker. She's not in my office, but when I go home and I break down from the struggles, from this, you know, this, the highs, the lows, 
you know, she keeps me together so that I can go and show up the next morning to make sure that my guys can, you know, get everything done that they need to, that there's money there, there's jobs there, there's equipment supplies, you know, the whole nine yards. Like she's the foundation to like me. Yeah. Like, dude, there's, there's days that break me. Like just how the hell are we going to make payroll? How, you know, and it doesn't really get, it doesn't get that bad. Like I'm Irish. I'll spend my last dollar, but like, you know, this cash flow, man, like it, it's, yeah. it's tough. Like as you grow, like the cash flow, like it's so much harder. Like you're waiting on big jobs and it's like, I find myself putting 60, 70, $80,000 on American express in 30 days. And it's just like, I'm like, just to get, you know, while we're, you know, getting progress payments and stuff like that. And obviously we keep up with it, you know, but it's still, it's like, there's stressful months where I'm like, you know, it's tough. And, you know, she feels the wrath of a lot of it. And you know what, I'll be straight up and honest. There's been months where she literally texts me and say, like, you know, when I was, you know, working my union job before I went out and went on my own and, you know, really went into this full time. Like, you know, we were, we didn't live like an extravagant life, like at all. And yeah. like, we still don't, we live a pretty basic life. Like we live comfortably. Like I take a lot of risks and, you know, with that comes reward, but you know, um, we didn't really start living life until a couple of years ago after we got married, like 2020, we started vacationing a little bit and like starting to enjoy life because we knew we were going to have a baby and start a family and stuff. And we really didn't do anything the last 10 years, like a couple weekend trips here and there. And just to like say, okay, Hey, like I'm still your partner. I'm still here. Like, a lot of 18 hour days, man, like seven days a week, six days a week. Like I've taken four Sundays off all year this year, like since, since March. And like, I'm supposed to dedicate my, I told her years ago, like I dedicate my Sundays to her. It's fucking impossible. It's absolutely impossible. And it's like, it's an emotional situation, you know, conversation because it's like some days, like I want to say, fuck this. Like I'll just work Monday through Friday. We'll work four tens or, you know, like yeah. it just, it's not to anybody that wants to go into a business. Like, if you think that it's going to be less stressful or you think you're going to make your own schedule, I thought the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, but 100%. it's like, there's so much, there's so much demand, like, especially right now, like there's so much demand to the point where it's like, it takes a, a, a huge emotional toll. And like, so getting back to like where I was going before, like when, you know, I was on my, you know, before I went on my own, like she told me she'd rather be fucking broke back in a small house with, you know, than seeing me deal with, you know, the amount of stress that I deal with sometimes whether it be guys, whether it be cash flow, whether it be maintenance broken down, like, so, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, and again, those are just, those are conversations. Like we're both happy with what we do, but like, yeah. there's, there's really, really tough conversations where we're like, fuck, like, are we doing the right thing? Like I wouldn't trade it for the world, but like, it's a roller coaster, man. Like when the, when the highs are high, they're high. I mean, there's been months where I'm like, I just made 10 years of my last salary in six, six weeks, you know, yeah. but like, and then there's like, then there's times where I'm like, fuck like my guys are making more money than me you know I'm like my guys eat first though like I, you know what i mean like <laughs> that's that's the way it is like if, if they don't get paid and the fuel bills don't get paid and then it's material like and there's times where we're late on stuff or we're like we're getting to that grace period where we're like shit like this person's slow paying like and now like there's a guy that was telling me it's like people don't start fucking you until times get tough you know like the last four years like i built a uh you know a pretty serious business or you know like uh, i'm proud of it you know i built a business under the Trump administration. I'm not to even get out down the politics road, but like, you know, it, it, things were, things have been great the last four to five years. And I'm progressively starting to things that we're buying, we're bought, we're cash flowing them. I'm buying them without taking a loan out. Yep. Um, we have, we have loans. We have proportional. I tell everybody we have proportional debt to the amount of work that we do and the amount of the size of business we are as everybody should. It. Some guys want to be debt free. I don't really believe in it. I, I don't have a boat. I don't have a boat. I don't have a motorcycle. I don't have a jet ski. I don't have none of that shit. I have my house and I have everything else makes me money. Yep. So 
if I have to have a thousand dollar payment to make me $1,700 a day that, and it works 27 days a month, I'm good with it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, getting back to your question and, you know, I like to go off on tangents. Sorry. So just yell, but um, we love that. Keep going. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, nobody's really asked me those questions and, um, it's people, people don't realize the shit that happens on the back end, you know, not just the office life and the stuff that you don't see behind the, behind the scenes, like actually doing the work in the field and like, um, you know, it's tough. And, you know, I thank her every day. And I, I, I tell her like every day that I leave on a Sunday morning and I bring her a coffee and then I'm like, I'm just going to be at the shop for two hours. Fuck turns into one o'clock, you know? And then she's like, you know, Sundays are supposed to be our day. And I'm like, you know, I just, I'm hoping and praying that, you know, we get to the point where I'm just like, I'm satisfied, but I'm never satisfied. That's my worry. Like <laughs> uh, I'm hoping I get to Feel the point here. where I'm like, you know, Hey, we made it, you know, we're comfortable. Like my biggest thing, like one of my mentors growing up, uh, it was my dad's best friend. He just sold his business here in town. He, he actually, he bought my grandfather's medical supply business that my grandpa started. It was just a small little hole in the wall business. My grandpa sold it like 25 years ago. It was a tiny little business. And, you know, my dad's best friend bought it. He grew it to this huge thing, you know? Um, and that's, it's a good field to be in. And, you know, he always told me whatever I, whatever I can give you for advice. Like if you need some advice, like don't ever, don't ever miss your kids growing up. You know, it was something that I always envied, like, the motherfucker's in a shop, dude, at four in his office at four thirty in the morning on a Sunday, just so that he could be back by eight o'clock, so that he can go to his kids' soccer games all day long. Like he was the dad for twenty years, eighteen years, whatever old his kids are, never missed anything, you know. It's so like I'm trying to do it now, yeah, so that I don't have to miss that stuff. And it's you know, on the family side of things, Luke, like you're asking, like, um, you know, those are the conversations I don't want to have when there's kids here, and like, you know, I, yeah. I. I take my work very, very seriously to the point where people laugh at me and they think it's a fucking joke, but you know what? I don't really care. I learned this year to like, not give a shit what other people think. And I, right. you know, I'm so worried about our reputation and like, so worried about like, Hey, you know, if I make this, a lot of my decisions are based off of what other people's thoughts are going to be. And it sucks. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a, it's something that I, you know, it's one of my, uh, my new year's resolutions. Like don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. I'm only in competition with myself. I just want to be the best version of myself. Right. So like, it just, um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. And, uh, you know, I think this year is going to be, you know, I think this year is going to be good. And I think once my son gets here, it's going to be a, it's going to be a whole new world. It's going to change things. It's going to make me want to work more, but make me still yeah. not want to miss the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Miss the good times. And I'm going to try to take as much time as I can, but obviously I just, I got a business here too. That's ultimately going to support that life that, you know, I give my son. So like I have to try to find a happy medium balance and make sure that my wife gets enough of my attention too. Cause you know, I don't want in 10 years for her to be like, well, shit, you know, 15 years went by and like, you were never there, but she's, she's cut from a different cloth, just like I am. That's why we've been, we've been together 13 years this year. We're high school sweethearts. Like we get it. We're both very kind of like codependent. I don't know what the correct terminology is, but we both function without each other, but we both know, like there comes that time where we have to meet and we're like, Hey, we needed this, you know? So like, um, She's been a, she's been a great supporter though, man. You know, we're, we're, we're in it together, you know, whether she's not in the business with me, but you know, she's, she's in it with me. So. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And that's same thing with, with my wife and I'm on a totally separate business. You know, we do digital marketing, but for construction companies and it, yeah, she gets to hear everything and she gets to, you know, listen to everything and help me strategize and help me keep me sane. And I know I want to tell a quick story, but um, so I started my agency back in 2019 and one of, it was my second client, um, Luke Payne, co-host of the dirt bags reached out to me and, uh, he's like, Luke, I got my company, you know, black iron. I want to, 
uh, get a website going and get that stuff going. So let's, let's talk about it. Basically had everything lined up and this is like my second client. So I'm, I kind of, I'm excited. I need this gives me a call like the day before the week before we're starting. He's like, I don't know, man, I got something to tell you. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, um, Riley's pregnant. And I was like, dude, it's okay. Like we'll get through this. You're the first person I told Luke. Yeah. Yeah. I knew before like any, like anyone else, I feel like besides Riley, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And, (laughs) And, but where I was wanting to go with this is seeing Luke grow through the years, you know, with, with a little one. And then my wife, Olivia and I got to visit their house. Um, I don't know, it was probably a few months ago, we were in Fargo and we just got to hang out and you could just hear it in Luke's voice of how special it is to, you know, just have a little mini me running around. And, yeah. but at the same time too, he has almost more passion for business and more passion to, um, you know, run this thing to the moon and right. not just one, one business, but multiple businesses, but be home by, you know, six 30 or seven 30. I can't remember what time bedtime is. And, you know, spend that time with Lila to make sure that, you know, you get that time. So it's been incredible watching Luke grow through it. And then, you know, James, I know you're going to experience that as well. I don't have any kids yet, but I know they're coming. So um, I'm excited to go on this journey, like with you guys, because I know that there's nothing, there's nothing better than the the bigger picture is the family side and the relationships absolutely. business, you know, comes along with it, but it's like finding your why in business is what I, yeah, I'm really trying to dig down in, in myself right. and I know in, in you guys as well. James, I'm going to go Luke. Thank you for that shout out on that. And yes, I Lila's the fucking woman. That's for sure. I love that little girl. Um, going back to what you said, James, like the hard conversations, you know, obviously nobody really sees that side, right? That's kind of, that's kind of closed doors, you know, you, your wife, that's your guys' stuff to figure out. I 100%, I can relate to everything you just said there about, you know, are we going to make payroll? I'm putting 50 to 80 grand on our Amex cards. How the fuck are we going to pay for that? Dude, felt that 100%. Yep. One thing that uh, um, I just lost my train of thought because I was, my mind's running 100 miles an hour right oh, now. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's, that's, you're not the only one that does, you know, know has those tough conversations has those thoughts honestly riley and i just had a conversation it was last night about me working and i'm sure you can feel that all the time too she's like well you know here's how i feel you know what can we do about it and i'm like i'm sorry that you feel that way but i like have to do this you know i want to set it up to where we're comfortable like you had said you know five seven years ahead to where i can you know spend all the time i need with you can have lila with me can have you with me whatever it is so no i get that um motivators what do you think are your biggest motivators like you said there's some days where you're like why the fuck am i doing this i ask myself that probably two to three times a week because of just mistakes or you know you're like fuck we're not making money on this or whatever it may be but everyone has their motivators and then your motivators, you know, what are they? And then the stressors, how do you combat those? Tough question. Man. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a two seated question. Yeah. So, yeah. Good luck. No, so I mean, so like, so motivation, there's a lot of different motivation. Like, you know, I get motivated by other guys out there killing it. Like, you know, I yep. see other guys doing, doing awesome shit and succeeding. And I'm like, man, like, 
they're doing it. I can do it. You know, like that's like, so kind of a double answer right there. You know, like I, I get stressed. I'm like, how am I going to do this fucking job? And then I look at like, I look at like one of my buddies in town that we're working for this, this guy that we, you know, we've started, you know, doing some contracting for like, he's just, just simple shit, like hiring our triaxle, stuff like that. I'm like, I'm thinking back to like 2018. I'm like, he was 28 years old at that point. He's 33 now. So five years ago, I'm like four years ago, this dude was dredging ponds in the middle. He does a lot of like, you know, marine construction and stuff like that. I just, I'm just so highly intrigued by it. And I'm like, how the hell is this guy doing it? You know? And I'm like, you know, if he was doing it, then I could do it. You know what I mean? I could, yep. I could do what I'm set out to do. Right. Yep. So like, I look at other guys and what they're doing and I'm like, you know, every, everybody's given the same 24 hours. So like, um, you know, back to the first question, like just motivation, like, you know, I grew up with split up parents. Like my, my, my father, you know, not to get into like whole family situations, but you know, tough, tough growing up, you know, a mm -hmm. um, lot of schools, a lot of school systems. I moved all over the place. Like I was in fucking 10 different schools doing 12 years. Like, yeah. you know, I was always bullied. I was always like, not bullied, but just like, just didn't fit in, you know, like You're the new kid. whether it was, yeah, just new kid. Like, Hey, we're going to pick on this kid this day. Yeah. You know, hey, we're gonna, you know, capitalize on, you know, he just moved from here. Like, you know, it's just a lot of like in and around town stuff. A lot had to do with like my parents splitting up, then a lot had to do with like my uh my stepfather's job. Like they shut down the the, the manufacturing company after 25 years. After my my mom and my stepfather, they just bought their first house, you know, in their late 40s, early 40s. They bought their first house, and, like then they get foreclosed on. You know, that was like back in 05, 06, like. So then like, we try to move out to like my stepfather's family in Washington state, we move out there for a year. Right. doesn't work out. And then we move back here. Like I'm all over the place. So I moved back here. That's when I meet my wife. Right. I meet yep. her in 2007, 2007, 2008, we yeah. drift apart, reconnect. So like a lot, like a lot of, you know, and then we reconnect to high school. Right. And like, that's the fairy tale. Like now we're together, you know, mm -hmm. we're just having a baby. Like, it's just, you think about it. It's like, Holy shit. Like we've been together half our lives almost. Right. You know, yep. so it's, it's crazy, but like, so like this, a lot of the motivation is like trying to set ourselves up for like to put my son in a situation where if he wants to go to college, he can go to college. If he wants to run an excavator and be as dirty and stressed out as I am every day, if that's what he loves to do, then that's what he can do. If he wants to drive a fucking dump truck or if he wants to do ballet, I don't give a shit. Whatever he wants to yeah. do, I want my kid to be happy and I don't want him to stress and be like, you know, and God bless my parents. Like my dad did what he could when he could. My mom always kept the roof over my head. I was never homeless. Came close a couple times where, you know, I stood in line at a food pantry when I was 14 years old, dude, for Thanksgiving yep. dinner, you know? So any person that says must be nice, I fucking flip them the middle finger while they're yep. walking away. You know what fuck I mean? Off, like, right? yeah. fuck off. Must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. But while you were turning 21, dude, I was getting my CDL dr driver's license and my pistol permit, and I was fucking making 70 grand a year working my ass off, right? Yep. Like, that's that's the must be nice like you know yeah. i never you know and I, I turn around and i look at my wife i'm like dude we, <laughs> we never did you know we're never really into that stuff we're just different right so like mm -hmm. we never really did any of that stuff like we just kind of i don't know we always wanted to just be like one step ahead of everybody and um you know it's so like those are kind of like the motivation things of like trying to just i don't know just do better so that i could provide a future for like my kids and um you know just honestly, my stress, like balance, like to balance out thinking about stressful stuff is just like, just work more. I just, mm -hmm. I just, I stay busy. I keep my, if I, I found out, like if I don't keep my mind moving and keep myself busy, like I have ADHD, I think ADD, I don't know. I stopped taking mm -hmm. medicine years fucking years ago. Yeah. Like I could focus on whatever my, whatever's in front of me for the most part. Right. Um, it just, 
I just keep moving and just keep working. Like I found that if I keep myself busy and keep myself motivated, like I do okay, you know? And I, I just, I hear people like, you know, and I'll be honest with you, like I wasn't even going to go down this rabbit hole, but I fuck, I get motivation for materialistic things. Yep. And this is something that's came off Andy. Like, yep. you know what? I don't give a fuck if somebody looks at me for the wrong way is thinking that an F-350 platinum pickup truck I should not be driving home. That was motivation to me when I was working for somebody and I had to take a loan out for a $7,500, 2003 truck, right. Mm -hmm. That I had a 9% interest rate on. I had motivation yep. to buy that truck, right. I had motivation to buy this F-350 Platinum truck that I'm driving. And guess what that motivation did? It created five fucking employment op opportunities for five different guys. Yep. So, you know what? That's, that's, that's the, the asshole dirt bag motivation side of things to like, where I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. You know, and I just, you know, I'm humble, man. I'm happy and I'm proud of like things that we've done. And, you know, I'm proud of my team and the guys that work with us every day, the guys that have stuck it out and are, are here. And uh, I just, I don't know, like there's, there's, there's different types of motivation every day, whether it's just the quality work that we're doing, materialistic things. And, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't walk around like saying things like that. I don't want it to be misconstrued by anybody listening or Not anybody that walks around Not and sees that. But you know what? I've heard it from a lot of, a lot of people and you know what? to be honest with you, I don't really care. Like I just, at the end of the day, I provide a lot of opportunities for people in and around. We do a lot of donations to the town stuff, police athletic league, you know, a lot of the community stuff in our area. Like I try to do my part, you know, and that's, that's, you know, that's it. You know, I'm motivated by doing, you know, good things for the community too. And just, you know, producing good work and, you know, being the best versions of ourselves. you know, I don't know. That's, that's kind of my take on that. You're damned if you do damned if you don't type thing. Right. Like it doesn't That's like it. you had said, who gives a fuck what anybody says? Cause one, if you were driving around a 98 rusted shit box, they'd be like, Oh man, dude. Like, Hey, like, yeah. Whoa, brand yeah. new pickup. They're like, geez, fucking wish I could make your money. And you're like, fuck you can't win. So might as well be happy. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know what? It is what it is, man. I, I, and I just, at the end of the day, when there's two trucks sitting side by side and one's four thousand dollars more to have my ass warm in the wintertime, sorry. I'm doing it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking apples to out or apples to oranges at that point. It's the same fucking price <laughs> to yeah, me. It's just exactly. that's me. I, I don't know. Everybody doesn't have that mentality. And guess what? The difference between me and them is I respect that. Like if you if you're yeah. content with that, I don't go around shitting on the guy that drives a 99 fucking Corolla because that's what he's comfortable. I don't give a shit. Yep. You know what I mean? But who are you to shit on me because I want to. I didn't grow up with this truck. Correct. I worked I wanna... my ass off the last six years to fucking have it. <laughs> exactly. It? It's not costing you money every month on insurance exactly. and fucking taxes. Who fucking cares? Yeah. What does it matter? What does it matter? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I get it. Damn if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, I, yeah I'm the same way. People, probably, I, people I, probably bust your balls for your black equipment, right? <laughs> Dude, I'm sure oh, you get that case from people. Oh wow, fucking black excavator. Well, What's the fucking point of that? Why would you do that? that? God, that had to cost you a lot. Yeah, but it's fucking badass. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know. I don't know. I, I'm like you, dude. I I love nice things, and I don't know what it is, but I will work until my fucking face falls off, so I can have the nice things that I want. I don't care what anyone says. You know, I know when I get that, I know I work for it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm all about yeah. it. Yeah, I think the big lesson here, and James, I'm glad you said it. It's like, don't care about what other people have. Don't care about what other people do. It's just do you and, and do it right. I mean, whatever makes you happy, 
go do it. So, and whatever that is for you and your family, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So, um, yeah. I love, I love that just diving into that. I mean, obviously that was an insane conversation. That was really good. So. That was hell yeah, dude. I love that. That was really good. Yeah. Go Next time. Don't ever like stop yourself from going down rabbit holes, go down yeah. those rabbit holes. Cause I love yeah. them. Yeah, no, for sure. Dude, James. And that's, that's why I asked those questions because I know that especially us three and many people listening are going through the same stuff. And that's honestly what we're trying to do with this whole podcast and the website and everything is to, to dive yeah. into the stuff that's, that's less surface level, honestly, and more, not just, Deeper. okay, this is James, this is James. What's your, what services do you do? How long have you yeah. been in business? Thanks for jumping on. Yeah. Like we want to dive into the good stuff and then also help companies out there and help businesses and not honestly not sugarcoat yeah. anything either because it isn't easy, but there's a good group of people, good group of a good community in the industry that can help them. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're trying to help connect the industry. And uh, obviously we just appreciate you so much, man, for, for jumping on the show. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. I appreciate you guys having me on, even though I'm not a full blown uh, dirt world, dirt bag, whatever you guys call it. But uh, you know, we're, we're venturing into it little by little, you know, hey. we're, we're capitalizing on the things that people call for, you know what? And if we get some experience or we get our feet dirty with it, and keep going for it. I mean, whatever, you know, we'll get there. Maybe we'll be doing sewer and water connections soon. Who knows? Yeah. Hell yeah. We've seen you in a dozer a couple of times, so it counts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that thing, we just, we just got that thing. Nobody really knows, but I was rent, I was renting one for uh, I'm a big return on investment. I hate, I hate fucking renting. The only thing I rent is my shop. And uh, I never even rented an apartment. Like I stayed with my parents till I was 18 and I just, I got out, yeah, not uh, 20, 20. I got, got my first house when I was 21. And, um, but yeah, so I just, we were renting that dozer for like the first three and a half, four months this year. It was an older D3, but it was good. You know, it was a good, good entry level. Like, Hey, like get our feet wet with it. And yep. you know, we had a couple projects that just didn't make sense to beat the hell out of my, you know, my little track machine and just realized like, wow this is fucking way easier. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, my, my, one of my best friends is, um, his father's like, a you know, having the, that, that saying, having those gray hairs on the job site really make the difference, you know? And so like yeah. he, uh, 40 years on a dozer, man, like, you know, he's, he's in his early six, I mean, he's been running a dozer since he was 18 years old, you know, an excavator and loader. So like, I just, I put him on some sites, like bigger sites that we had moving a lot of material. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I've been fucking doing this wrong for the last two years. Like, holy shit. So I was like $12,000 in the rentals, like just, Hey, can I keep it for another month? Hey, can I keep it for another month? Hey, can you hide your seed for me? I'll barter that set that month of dozer <laughs> rental off. And I'm just like, I called Gary and I'm like, I'm like, I found this dozer on, on Facebook marketplace. It's an old four. I'm like, it's, it's five years newer. It was a 99 D3 we were renting. Yep. And uh, I found this one on marketplace, actually short story. I found this one on marketplace. It was like exactly what we wanted same year. So I went up and looked at it complete piece of shit like it just yeah. ended up being it was walked out like line boring like pins bushing like the whole nine yards five thousand hours the main blade frame was cracked like i don't know how fast you can go to crack a fucking three inch blade frame but this thing had a lot of long hours of pushing heavy shit its whole life so oh. short story short story i'm like hey we'll let you know on it i'm right back in the car and right back down 93 new hampshire Casey, my best friend, he, his, his father's my dozer guy, jumps on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, just find some. I'm like, there's got to be something, right? There's got to be something. We're here. We're three hours north. It's like, James, look at this 2004. It's got 1,400 hours on it. I'm like, all right. 
call the guy up. Met, no phone number. Message the guy. Hey, yeah, yeah, give me a call. I call him like, hey, we just drove three hours. I got my dozer guy with me. Like, I, I got to look at this like a kid in a fucking candy store. I'm like, will you let me come up and look at it? He's like, yeah, come on up. Come on up. Fucking go up there, dude. Original paint on the frame. Original paint on the undercarriage, dude. Oh, hell like, yeah. Beautiful machine. Like, brand new. Like, this guy used it on a farm. Very original owner. Like, I had my HO, my, my cat rep from HO Pen, uh, Tim. I had him run the serial numbers. He's like, no real history on it. Like this guy, like he took care of it. He did it like everything in house. Like there's no like major history on it where That's it's been through go. like nine owners, you know, he's like, if it's good, it's good. Gary's running the thing. He's regrading the guy's driveway <laughs> at the farm. <laughs> dude. He's like, he's looking at me. He's giving me, he's giving me he's the, a, he's this like, the one. This I'm the like, one. dude, I'm like, I'm like fucking beat it up a little bit. I'm like, don't tell them, don't give the guy the incentive that we're so interested in. He's going to jack the price up. I'm like, fucking relax. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, will you take a couple grand less than what you're asking? He's like, yeah, all right. I'm like, yeah, I should have offered him ten grand less. Fucking takes it. So nonetheless, we got a dozer now. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we're using it on everything. You know, it's just like, and it's good for like entry level stuff and smaller sites and stuff like that. It's just way easier to move topsoil and cut grades and stuff. So it's good, man. It's we're getting such our a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's it, having that kind of stuff is you know it's very detrimental to the. uh the in and out of like a lot of these i've tried to capitalize on a lot of these like in and out projects you know it just i feel like the return is much higher than being on a site for six months or you know six weeks rather whatever um i don't know but we got a couple of bigger projects that are long term so we'll see how those go but you know it's definitely proven to be like a you know a couple day projects in and out having those things yeah it's a little bit more to move stuff around but just get stuff Worth done it. so much faster you know i love so, it oh that's good yeah man that's fucking good for sure for sure Hell yeah. good shit well i think uh i think that's about it boys i think we we killed it this episode um james appreciate you man thanks for being on thanks for all the insight yep. just diving yeah. in i mean everything so uh, i know luke and i are going to see you out at con expo um yep. definitely uh definitely have a good time out there so we appreciate you man and yeah thanks i hope for- it's not i hope it's not cold because uh I'm still waiting for my black iron dirt sweatshirt because I'm not going to be able to wear it there. I got Western stuff coming too, so I'll, James, I'll, get, I'll get doubles over to you. James, uh, I bet you'll get a I bet you'll get a phaser sweatshirt quicker than Luke sends you that black iron sweatshirt. <laughs> Speaking of that, I think Jeremy coughed my innovative stuff because I haven't seen that either. I brought Jeremy some. I brought Jeremy some hoodies, man. I told him, I said, make sure you give them to the guys or give them to Luke. Give them to somebody. You know, he's been good to me. He sends me stuff all the time. He's 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 a good shit. He, I if he didn't give Jeremy. it to you, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I haven't seen him. it. Hey, Luke. Luke says that he didn't get his hoodie. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> that I'll make show. sure you get that something. Guy. Oh, that's good. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, no, James, yeah, man. No, I, pre- I appreciate you having me on, man. It's, it's good to talk to guys in the industry and you know just kind of you know, share, share the struggles and share, share the, the uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fun. Hell yeah. Awesome. Appreciate yeah. And, and for everyone listening to, yeah. Um, definitely follow us on all channels, you know, go follow James, uh, innovative. Um, it's innovative. What, what's your tag? Uh, Instagram is innovative lawn and landscape LLC. And then it's kind of it's kind of the same like facebook tiktok and all it's it's all it's all streamlined together it's all pretty much the same you know through all that yeah because your personal one's mr innovative isn't it 
Mr. Innovative. Don't tell everybody that though. Dude, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. But... Personal ones, Mr. Innovative. I changed that a couple of years ago because everybody just started calling me and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to run with it. It's going to be our new, it's going to be my new Instagram name. <laughs> I love it. Love it. But yeah, go give them a follow and then obviously go follow the dirt bags, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then our, our website, dirtbagspodcast.com. Uh, con expo, uh, the tickets just registered, or you can now register to, to go to the show uh, when this episode comes out. So go get your tickets through them. And then, yeah, we'll see you at the show. So cheers, boys. Thanks for another good episode. Great episode. Absolutely.